To do the right film. My name is Sean. I'm Steven. I'm Thomas. And I'm Harvey. Alright guys, coming up on this show we have a review of Baby Driver. We got some stuff that we watched during the week and I believe Thomas has a movie that he had to watch for the do game I? that he lost. Was that you? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I am a loyal motherfucker. In, right? in, in the middle of that speech, I wing name who had to watch the movie. How'd you guess right? <laughs> I, just, I don't know I just, It's because, you know, because you lost twice in a row And then this week You're going to lose three times in a row It's just right. a big event I'm okay with it Yeah uh, I've also like um, I guess we're going to talk Some stuff we also watch During the weeks I Yeah know. I mean yeah uh, Kinda, Also yeah, like normal yeah. Also it's a uh, It's a big milestone for us uh, Right we, we turned 21 Yeah We should have mentioned last week That it was the 20th episode Yeah it's But a we big, forgot Yeah well, well 21 Equates to age more So we'll, right. we'll celebrate our 21st Yeah um, Also it's a big day for America too yeah, Fourth of July. It is. Yeah, we are currently recording on the Fourth of July. Um, it is a very, very humid day. Don't let it fool you, New York. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, I like to mention that we're reviewing a lot of movies that have Twenty One in the title. Twenty One Jump Street. What? Twenty One Grams. No, that's not what we're doing. Oh, <laughs> it was like, no. It's like, did I miss the memo? <laughs> right. It sounds but, like a uh, terrible idea. Like always, how was your week, Steve? Uh. It was pretty chill. Uh, very, very kind of slow week for me overall. Just kind of preparing for this long ass weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of a beach boy this uh, this past Sunday. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were there. I was there. Yeah. And, Did you see uh, me wearing my tank top? Yeah, man. I actually saw it. And you know, I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I'm really proud that you kind of put yourself out there. Yeah. And uh, it's a really it's a really good tank top. Uh, the thing is, you guys think it's just like a one that's pre-made, but he bought it from a thrift store where someone else already cut up the sleeves. Yeah. So, so was, I think it, was, it was originally a shirt. Yeah. So I think overall... Yeah. So it's not a real so, tank so top. So speaking of the tank top, I went back to that same <laughs> thrift store, um, and I found another one, and it was it was a little bit more. It was $2 more, and I was going to get it because it said um, guard on duty, and it was like a nice like off-white color, and I really wanted oh it. God. And then I showed my girlfriend, and she instantly put it back. She said, uh, it's not that... She, I think she's lying, but she said it's not that it doesn't look good. It's just that you shouldn't buy a tank top for $8 from a thrift store. doesn't seem logical. <clears throat> Why not? I don't know. She she made a good point, and I believe her. But I just think that she doesn't <laughs> think I look good, and she doesn't want me to wear it around the house. I mean, $8 is not a lot of money. Yeah, it's not a lot. No. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, what about you, Thomas? Um... I don't really know what's what's uh, what's going on. Um, it's been a busy week. People in town. Well, you hit your head. <laughs> yeah, people in town, kind of showing them around a little bit, hanging out, and then um, I have this week off to just like edit projects, and then a friend is also coming back into town this weekend. So it's, it's kind of a thing living here, I guess. Something yeah, to when deal you have with. to like entertain people because people come here all the time. Everybody mm-hmm. passes through here, so. Cool. That's pretty much it. Yeah. What about you, Harvey? Uh, I heard uh, you were sick. Yeah. Um, the clap? Yeah, I had the clap somehow. I'm not really sure. Is, I, is the clap gonorrhea? Yeah, clap, clap is gonorrhea. Oh. For the record, I didn't have clap. Um, <laughs> you have to have sex to get clap. I didn't get clap, but 
had a strep <laughs> I throat. I put two and two together. I see what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you I get d- strep throat? Never had it in my life. I don't know. I think that's probably my second or third time having it. I'm not sure how how you get it, but it's not fun at all. Is it through a fever or something? Well, no, you get a fever like as a result, mm. but that's like one of the side effects or not side effects, but one of the symptoms. I feel like you're mm. always sick. I'm not always sick. Yeah, like you I always actually get some feel kind of severe. Yeah, I've, no, I've heard this. I burned like, my foot and I got <laughs> strep throat. That was it. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. this is very early on in the year. I mean, we have a ways to go. Right. Well, the next seven. episode of Harvey will have polio. <laughs> I just noticed that we didn't uh, talk about our topic. We oh, yeah. Surprise, everyone. Completely brushed over topic. What yeah. is the topic, Iced? Uh, uh, foreign oh. films that um, that paint a vivid picture of the... the uh, People, culture. The and people and the culture. and the, Where it takes place. Where it takes place. This should be interesting. Well, I'm curious to see what you guys... I'm curious <clears throat> to see what country and movie you picked. Oh. I feel like we're all going to pick the same thing. Right. That's Just so to let you guys know, America's out the question. Okay, never mind. Why yeah. would I pick America? <clears throat> How was your week? My week was cool. Skated a little bit last night. My ass, for some reason, my butt cheek's more sore than anything. And I don't recall falling. Um... I think it's just when you do a kickflip or one of those nolly air oh, things. Oh, you know you do, what? You might it might have been from uh, when I got pummeled at the beach. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, um, so I got destroyed things. at the beach. Um, one of the waves took me down hard and dragged me across the, the shells and rocks, and I was bleeding all over my back. Uh, first time it's ever happened to me. Usually I'm really good at uh, hitting the waves. Yeah, I mean, we were just killing it, though. We were a lot of body surfing. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, Dude, we're getting dark. Yeah. That's yeah. another thing, too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of interesting things have been happening this week. Right. But yeah, that's the only thing I really did was go to the beach. Um, Word. So really quick before we jump into movies, I've been wearing a lot of Hawaiian shirts lately. <laughs> and um, I bought another one yesterday. And I was thinking about it today. In Florida, I'm from Florida. And uh, I've never wore or represented Florida in my clothing. But when moving to New York, I'm like, it's the opposite over here. I, think, I want to showcase people. Showcase yeah, where that's I'm why from. I like wearing this shirt. Right, which, yeah, five, six, one. But you also wear that over there, so not much change. <laughs> yeah, but I t- I feel more proud. Some here. people, you're you're uh, you're not adjusting because some people embrace the New York look when they move here. Yeah, you're, you're holding on s- strong. You still want shorts from Walmart. Yeah, five, six, one t-shirts. Well, from, the reason uh, is because I don't, I don't really see a New York look being a thing, and I, I it's just to me. It feels weird to purposely go out of my way and like overstylize myself because right. it's not truly what I want to do. I'd just be doing it to to fit in, and I'm like aware uh-huh. of that consciously, so That's I don't do point. it. No, just just fit in. Buy more yeah. skinny jeans. I mean, jeans. look at me. I'm wearing a <sighs> fucking polo. I never wear a polo. Yeah, each change. Is that a New York thing? I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, let's talk about movies. Yeah, yeah. like always. So, uh, Thomas, I guess you have to watch the Station Agent. Yeah. So you remember the movie too? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I lost the game last week. Harvey assigned me station the station agent. Um, written and directed by Tom McCarthy, starring Peter Dinklage, Patricia Clarkson, Bobby Cannavale. Is that how you pronounce his last name? We'll never know. No. Uh, Michelle Williams as well. Um, why he assigned me this movie? Uh, I mean, it's just random. I'm actually just really... Random. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, have you seen this? this is, nope. Seriously, he like he looked, he pulled, he like reached his hand in a truck stop DVD bin, 
and pulled one out. <laughs> Walmart five for five bin. <laughs> yeah, a five dollar bin. Yeah. Um, and he gave me whatever he picked out. Um, so it's basically about a dwarf played by the obvious Peter Dinklage who inherits some property from a friend and decides to live in like a rural New Jersey town in solitude, I guess. He wants to be alone. Um, and he ends, he ends up being like intertwined with all these like locals that live there and specifically a super annoying hot dog vendor and a, a grieving woman. Um, from what I recall, he's into train history, right? Yeah. Yeah. He worked yeah. at a hobby shop that sold like trains and he just knows a lot about trains and stuff, but he, it's, it's really weird. It's a weird movie, I think. Because mm-hmm. he goes, I don't know how far, he lives in Hoboken. He, he goes to his new place to live. Um, I don't really talk about like where he lived in Hoboken or like, is he, did he end his lease in Hoboken? He just starts walking on the railroad tracks with a small, tiny He's suitcase. He's too much of the logistics of his motives. I know, it's just weird. This or, really seems like a random walk. Did he do a sublet? Let's go out here. <laughs> it's, it was weird because he walked. <laughs> all the way to where he needed to be via railroad tracks. And, and like, I don't know how far that is. Maybe uh, I'll look it up, but uh, kind of weird. And um, it, so to, to sum it up, it's it's an enjoyable movie. Um, but for me, the characters didn't really give me much to grab onto, to be honest. Like, I love the first act when um, Peter Dinklage was just annoyed at everyone and was just trying to like keep these people out of his life and when they finally come into his life um you, you kind of get to know them more and uh i don't know i'm not really buying it it's you weird. just it just didn't hit you just didn't yeah like the you. characters like it's just i don't know it's just weird weird i feel like this two-dimensional w- characters like except for him how the way you're describing this sounds like something you'd definitely be into because knowing you for such a long time, you're definitely into New Jersey. What? You're definitely into uh, homeless. I haven't been to New Jersey once since I moved here. I'm not into New Jersey. But, uh, yeah, I feel like this would have been something that you'd be like, yeah, I liked it. It was good. But, uh, I really like the um, the subtle like social commentary on what people do when they see midgets. I'm sorry, dwarfs. <laughs> dwarfs. Um, and, um, it's pretty sad to be honest. Cause like people just can't be normal. I mean, I think I've seen plenty of dwarves. I don't, I don't think I would fucking freak out. Like most people, just wait, they, they actually freaked out in this movie. Well, they don't just freak like, out, but like, oh. he, get, he gets bullied, right? Oh like, yeah, but not really. Um, but yeah, a little it's bit. Just people bullied. talking shit. Yeah. People talking shit and like. He he goes into like a convenience store and some lady like comes out from the aisle and takes a picture of him and he's just like, all right, and uh, it's it's really awkward stuff. But um, that that's like the first act. It's a very good first act, but unfortunately, I don't think I like like um, Bobby Cannavale's character. I mean, he was annoying. <laughs> well, that means he did a really great job that he was able but, to be annoying. Yeah, but like there is reach and reach out to you and just fucking bother you the whole time. It's just weird though, but like he he I don't know. Just the writing felt weird for me, but it I mean it was a good movie. It was an enjoyable watch. Just something about the characters is like I I didn't really buy it. Um I probably but but I'd I'd still probably give it a, a three out of five. It's like 
you would recommend it to someone who... It is an easy watch, yeah. though, right? Yeah, it's an easy yeah. watch, except there's like a little bit... When, when the, you know... It's a little jarring? Like when the the woman in the film kind of gets in contact with her ex-husband and stuff, that part of the film I really was not really enjoying. I see. All right, well, drop me a score here. A three. <laughs> a three out of five. Three? Yeah. Solid three? Solid three. Okay. But... Oh. Oh, I'll talk about one more film. Okay, oh, you want to go? Oh. You guys know what it is? No, no, I don't. <sighs> you don't know what it is? Yeah, is it uh Oh, Jesus Christ, I see like American three paragraphs. Honey? I see three. I'm looking at your notes right now, and I see three fucking paragraphs. That's, that's probably <laughs> three paragraphs combined for both movies. I see, I let's, see. Let's check this out. Oak Oak Oh, it's, I thought it was going to be Transformers, the new one. The last oh. night, I heard it's great. Uh, yeah, I've been dying to see it. I missed uh, it, though. All right, so I watched Okja. Um, this was a Netflix release. If you don't know what it is, it's a South Korean film uh, written by Bong Joon-ho and John Robson and also directed by Bong Joon-ho, who did Snowpiercer, which you guys may know, the host. Um, host is great. Starring Tilda Swinton, Paul Dano, An Hyun, and Jake Gyllenhaal. So pretty star-studded cast there. Uh, it's Netflix release. However, I, if I had to like go back and say, like, remember we did our like anticipated films yeah. of the year, right? This, this was one. No, I didn't know about it, but it would have been number one. And I, I, I swear to God, the marketing department owes me money for how much I've been preaching this film. Um, was it worth it? What's the? Yeah, let's hear it. Well, I, I went and saw it in a theater. The only theater playing it. In Manhattan, it was a really nice theater, nicest place I've ever been. Um, even though I could have went home that same night and saw it on Netflix, but <laughs> oh, look at you, man! <laughs> I, I wanted, I wanted to uh, embrace it. Plus, I think CGI looks better on the big screen. Um, it's like the smoothness of it, or something. I don't know. Uh, and also, this movie got booed at Cannes. As you guys are cons, cons. You guys know it got uh, booed. Really? But well, no, that's how they do their reviews. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they didn't even watch the movie, though. They booed at the intro where it said Netflix. Netflix, right, yeah. Yeah. Why, why does it bother them? Uh, because Netflix is... Uh, they, yeah. they don't believe in that. Oh, oh God. Oh, man. But to be honest with you... That's been, that's been going <laughs> on for the last 20 years, though. Yeah, but what, from what I hear Amazon's about... Netflix, been, uh, Amazon's been ahead of that game. Yeah. But what I hear about Netflix is... um, They're some of the like best producers ever. They... um. What they say is, like, all right, you have to use this camera because it fits our format for our streaming. But other than that, do whatever you want. I read some, like, interviews and stuff with people, like, directed for Netflix and stuff. And they're like, just do whatever you want. As long as you use this and, like, fucking and camera. The fact, and cons has such a problem with that. When someone gives you money to make whatever you want, I mean, to me, that's great. And they have, like, almost no, like, they literally have no say or they don't push their yeah, any yeah. like agenda or anything else right. so that's cool um all right i think sean saw this movie so maybe we'll hear we, him. we might have simultaneously watched this movie like yeah. while you were in theater because i watched it when i got home on wednesday around six o'clock yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i was like sitting sitting on my couch sipping on coconut water yeah that's, that's pretty funny you're buying 12 dollar popcorn um I, I bought a beer it was like a nice nice oh, okay. theater all right yeah, so I went there i like that theater yeah, I'm super excited about this. I was really nervous about it because I was like, oh, man, have I been hyping this shit up? I haven't hyped a movie like this up since I was a teenager. <laughs> like, I have not. Um, so, yeah, 
Did did it live up? Did it? Are you asking yourself? Yeah, that's what I. <laughs> Yes, it, I I think it you've did. been pussyfooting around this yeah. thing. I really do think this movie uh it did not disappoint. I don't want to talk much about the plot. And I want to say I wouldn't. I w- it's not a masterpiece. This movie's ridiculous. I think all his movies are, and it's a uh, it's, it's a strange film. It kind of it's a mishmash of like tropes and films we've seen before, and it kind of just like puts them in a recipe that works so well and like. There's a lot of E.T. in here. There's a lot of Miyazaki anime. There's a lot of... Um, That's right up my boat. It's like really whimsical and like circus-like at times during the chase scenes. The chase scenes aren't like over-dramatized. And um, I found it hilarious. There was one part of the movie where I was like dropping out where I was like, ooh... It was Jake Gyllenhaal's performance for like one scene. He is just over the fucking top. Like, this is the most flamboyant role you'll ever see him do. And, uh, hey, Sean, you saw it, You know, it's funny. While I was watching this movie, I I said this to myself three times. Why is Jake Gyllenhaal accepting this role? It's unlike anything he's ever done. Like, he's almost like an idiot. I I heard somebody refer to And to see him move in the way he moves, like his facial (laughs) movements, it's awkward to watch because Mm. he doesn't really play these type of characters. And the fact that it's a Netflix movie... That it's so very it's strange, surreal. right? Yeah, it is surreal. However, I, what do you think about this? I feel like we could have switched the roles of Paul Dano and Jake Gyllenhaal. I feel like that Paul Dano has similar character traits in other movies of Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Yeah, so I can I, see that more. I, I, yeah, but I think to be honest with you, if, other than that one scene, but it's probably money because Paul Dano has more screen time. Yeah, I think Jake Gyllenhaal came around for me though, toward, like towards the middle of the film. I really. Started to just like laugh and just indulge, embrace and like ridiculousness. It is a ridiculous film, um, but it it's it's effective. It's a social commentary, just like Snowpiercer, different subject. And uh, I I shed a little tear. Did you? Oh man! Yeah, I know exactly where. Of course. Um, I, but if you don't like animals, like if you think they all deserve, deserve to die, then yeah, you probably won't. I don't think, I don't, I don't know if most people feel that way. <laughs> I feel like some people just don't give a shit. Um, but, uh, the little girl's performance is absolutely amazing. Um, and I, I absolutely love this movie. I, I it's, let's, let's drop a star the, rating. The man. problem is it's so ridiculous. It's so hard to like, I guess it has flaws. Yeah. But it's like, you're having so much fun. I, I I really didn't notice. But isn't that what I'm like? I hate to like be this person, but isn't that what movies are about? Though, like, it's about how much they entertain you more than. Of course, there's like there's an, obviously why, there there's inherently good movies and like inherently bad movies yeah, that are structurally that's exactly flawed. Exactly. I'm not like a I'm yeah. not a snob. I, I don't think Wonder Woman like it has flaws, but the problem is it doesn't entertain like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like. I had way bigger flaws in this movie, though. Um, yeah, but this movie is an absolute blast, and and like you have no excuse not to watch it. It's it's so easily accessible. Everyone needs to watch it. I think it's it's a lot of fun. Everyone, and it's like a big Netflix movie. I haven't really seen Netflix. If you're paying for this Netflix, big. watch the damn movie. I guess because that's what you're paying for, right? Honestly, I think it's uh, I think it's one of the the biggest like Netflix movies in, in terms of like. I don't know, it's pretty ambitious, but it's also very simple. It's great. I love it. And I'm going to give I, it. I would cons- I would agree with you. I think it's one of their more... I haven't watched should, it, oh, but, but okay. in terms of like... A, yeah, uh, it's like... Just it's like one a, of their bigger releases. We're getting a lot of like big name actors, or at least... I just love the director's like 
ability to take all these like styles from Hollywood and make them into something better. Like it's better. It's like Hunger Games esque, but yep. it's better. It's like uh, yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, but I'd give it a four and a half out of five. What, cool, about cool. You? what about you, Sean? You didn't really say anything about it. I don't know um, if you want to. Do you but... want me to help you out? No, I'm done. Okay. I just want to um, well, I was going to come around and review it on my own. But uh, I'll just... Brief, I, mean, I don't want yeah. to talk too much about it. But uh, I guess I was more on the other spectrum. I was disappointed with this movie. Really? I was disappointed. I think this movie suffers from being too short. I think it it comes in at an hour and 26 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's more than that, right? I could be wrong, but it felt pretty short. But what I mean by short is that this movie has a very, very apparent tonal issue. Um, the main character, yeah, aside from performance, the main character, she gets pushed, pushed aside um, midway through the movie. And they do push these uh, social agendas, but I, I think all those social agendas are forced. They're not unique. I've seen them before. Even Tilda Swilton's character, I've seen her in this role four times I just feel like the character, not of her, I feel like the character is typecasted in these type of movies. And it's very hard for me to get around that. I had fun up until up until after the uh, other group jumped into the water. Like, I was having a blast. And everything after that was just downhill for me. Yeah? Yeah, hmm. I would have to say. Because I, I was briefly, uh, you know, in, interested in this movie. I wanted to see it, as we talked about. Think, but, like, I think the movie suffers from juggling three different pieces of uh, of plot here. That doesn't add up at all. And the way it fills us out in the ending was kind of uh, frustrating for me. I actually... See, I couldn't disagree more. I think it's juggling them perfectly. Like, it's it's keeping... Like, this this movie's, like, momentum-based, and it, like, keeps it going. And also, like, the, right. the fizzling out at the end, I think it's it's great. Because it, the, it doesn't leave events open. Like, there's no, like, you're not wondering well, what's going to happen next. It depends but, on what ending you're talking about. I'm talking about the the climax of the action in the ending. That stuff was so disappointing to me. Um, I understand what they're trying to do there with, with their the, the other group's outcome. But for some reason, it doesn't work from the buildup of the plot. Um, hmm. But besides that, like I said, it, this movie, I think the main thing is that it has a tonal identity. I think I like I like these these types of tonal shifts in movies. I think that's like why I like Charlie Countryman a lot because it was like similar. But Charlie Countryman is more of a straightforward story. Whereas yeah, this but uh, like that's why everyone hated it because of the the juggling of the tones. Yeah. I think this movie is kind of similar in that aspect. It's like Snowpiercer, where it's like yeah. comical, but like this movie is just like I watched it for what it is. It's like it's almost like a an animated film made for kids. Like kids are going to like this movie. This is like a kid's be. movie. I just didn't think that the story was original. Every, every character, every plot point, every backstory was, I've seen like a hundred times before in this. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Plot. It takes all these tropes and like mashes them together in a different way. I think I haven't really seen anything like quite yeah. like this in terms of, I was, like, uh, you know, I was very, uh, I was very happy that this movie was released on Netflix so I could watch it at home. And I was actually uh, excited to see it. And I was watching it with my girlfriend. We we were liking it a lot until that scene ended. And afterwards, I was you like, know, oh, my God. You didn't laugh at the, the tattoo on Steven Yeun's arm? No. Well, <laughs> that his character was weird in yeah. that movie. But um, yeah, there's I think, a lot of, I think there's if a any, lot of characters. But, yeah, I like Paul Dano a bit. His character could have been the centerpiece of the movie because he, he himself has... um personality issues that could have worked more for the plot than the main girl yeah 
I like the girl though. I think she um I think she did a good job. She Yeah. She, she I gave this movie a two and a half out of five. Damn. Isn't that crazy? That, that really, that really is a completely different spectrum. Like yeah. you're saying, you love it. So it's it really, I think it comes Tilda Swinton, like, she, she needs to stop playing these roles. Yeah, I actually, I like but to me, Swinton, she wasn't a big part of the movie. Like she, she, she was like the main villain, but like she wasn't on screen long enough for me to care. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't mind her. Yeah, she was like all like just like you know Elizabeth Banks and Hunger Games, but mm-hmm. yeah, we, we're probably spending too much time on this. All this right, movie, let's move so, on, then, Steve. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to do this real quick. Uh saw two movies. Uh, I'm going to skim over this one real quick. I did watch today uh, Oklahoma City. It's a documentary over the Oklahoma City bombing. And uh, just to just keep it quick and uh, short, uh, I, re- I did like this documentary. I thought if you, if you don't know anything about what happened, uh, what was it back in the 90s? Uh, anyway, yeah, if you don't know anything that happened about like kind of like why it happened it, it it covers all these like great points of like what kind of sparked you know timothy uh timothy mcveigh to end up kind of bombing it and you kind of see this kind of like thing and it, it does it a really good job and other than that it really doesn't bring anything new doesn't bring any new information to light um a lot of the people that they have on there kind of interviewing were people who were involved in a lot of these cases personally uh, you know, you had the head of the FBI who was running the the Waco, Texas raid. Uh, so it's just things like that. I think overall, it's an interesting documentary. And if you don't know anything about Oklahoma City bombing, I think you should watch it just to be informed. Uh, something else I watched was Lady Macbeth. Uh, Ugh, another period piece. How'd you yeah. do it? How did you do it? I love this stuff, man. It's just no, you do. Uh, so this one is actually the one I do want to talk about just a little bit. Uh, so I think you would like this, Tom. It runs at an hour and 29 minutes. It's short, it's sweet, and it is to the point. So is my, well, my cousin Rachel also is short too, right? Nah, I mean, the thing about my cousin Rachel compared to Lady Macbeth, and I'll start with this, is that in of this album, it's just, it's a straightforward story. Like, you know, from the get-go, when you kind of get introduced to this world, uh, it takes place in rural England, and it's basically about this woman who gets married, get married off to this middle-aged man, and from that point on, like she begins to start, she starts having an affair with this worker, a farmhand, and like ev- after that, just like tragedy ensues, and the name is definitely fitting, Lady Macbeth. It's just this woman who runs the manor, who runs the house, and like everything is just. People are dying. It's just, it's a really intense film. Uh, Trailer looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, the things I would say, obviously, off the bat, was the performances from the lead. Uh, so, in, in the way she, like, carries herself, I just love the... Because she is playing a woman who's being kind of, like, dominated and kind of, like, pushed down in this male, obviously, society. And yet she's able to kind of like keep her composure and keep control when her husband's not around and like for the things that she wants and what she wants to progress in. Like she, she takes control and she kind of like, you can see then like the way she sits, the way she eats, the way she talks to people. Uh, I definitely do like her performances. Uh, I think my number one thing about this movie I really did enjoy though was the, the plot. It's just, 
I would say it's kind of awkward in the way it begins because it really starts off with her getting married and that doesn't bother me. What really bothers me is this relationship that kind of like blooms. It kind of happens almost like out of nowhere. That bothers me. It just like there's zero development. It just kind of happens. But afterwards, like everything that happens afterwards, it's just... I I love just because it's just tragedy after fucking tragedy and it's like pretty brutal. Like it's tragedy porn. It 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 is. It's like it's not brutal in like the violence, it's just the shit that's happening, like fucking A man. And it's just for something so small, like these two lovers want to be together. Like she wants to be with him and he wants to be with her, but they're both from different parts of society and they literally would do anything to be together and it's really intense um i would i would say honestly i think that's one part that really did bother me though that weird kind of hiccup in the story how they kind of get together uh reading up afterwards i kind of found out that obviously the book goes into it a little bit better a little bit more in detail but what can you do uh i feel like they could have added that but it might have messed up the pacing. I mean, I mean, it's something you could think about, but overall, I feel like it would have messed up the flow of the film and like where you want to see these characters go. Uh, uh, I gave this actually a four out of five. I think, I think Sean, you would like this. Okay, I'm gonna watch it I, tonight. I think, yeah, I think you should watch it. Uh, I would love to hear your opinion, uh, even if it's like completely opposite. I'm sorry. What was your score? Four. Four. Oh, okay. I really like this. It it's a short. It seems a little high for a period piece. It's beautifully shot, and it sounds so peculiar, but the film has this look to it where a lot of, like, the neutral colors are really flat, but throughout the film, she wears this blue dress that makes her stand out, and it's just, I don't know, it's just things like that that I love, like, visually and also, like, acting-wise and where the story goes. It's a pretty kind of fucked-up story. Uh, I think you would like this. Uh, Tom, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't like this. You don't think so? Uh, I mean, you it's didn't short. take out like uh, Begal. Yeah, but then again, that's what I'm saying. It's short, and I would, I honestly wouldn't consider it like, like this is not a period piece to me. Yeah, it takes place in a point in time, and yeah, it's a lot of manner and a lot, of, but it's just like, you know, I think you should, I think you should give this a watch, man. I'm gonna be honest. So it's I googled uh, Tilda Swilton. Yeah. And I found a photo of her, her main Wikipedia photo. I don't know what it is, but she looks like a huge, like New York City fuckboy. Oh, photo. what the hell? That's from <laughs> Doctor Strange Comic Con. Is it? Yeah. Is that what she's trying to do? Uh, well, she's bald in Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, that's right. But yeah, so you gave it a four out of five. Yeah, I give it a four and out of five. It. I definitely recommend it. I say, Tom, just give it a shot. It's not like a typical period piece. It's not a lot of fucking talking and. People saying Are you trying like, to turn him? Sipping tea. Just yeah. uh, let it go, man. I'm over it. I no, think we man. should make a new rule. Every time Shomo we'll lose, we give him a period piece. Every single time. <laughs> you guys want me to He'll come around. <laughs> it's Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. You're going to eventually fall in love. No. You have to pick between B-horror movie or period pieces. Always. Ooh, that's a fucking... Oh, don't worry, man. If you lose this week, I got a sweet one for you. But uh, if you don't want to talk about anything else... Oh, yeah, that's it. Harvey, got anything? Yeah, um... It took forever. I guess I was just oh, relax. You should have been listening to us. All right? I was listening to you, right. grudgingly. <laughs> um, I'll just talk about one movie. This is a a movie that I've wanted to watch for a while. It's a Ten Bug Two. Um, I guess I'll read the. I like synopsis. their backpacks. 
Uh, a cattle herder and his family who reside in the dunes of Timbuktu find their quiet lives, which are typically free of the jihadists determined to control their faith, abruptly disturbed. Um, yeah, I believe this was nominated for Best Foreign Film in uh, 2015, but I think it lost to okay, yeah. Ida. So, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, so it's been on my list for a while. I'm going to take a break, by the way, from uh, B-movies. And I've got like, this huge list of movies that I want to watch. It's like so. you came down. So okay, I'm gonna take a break. Basically, <laughs> I feel like it ended. It was, in, it was like a like like a you wanted confirmation from us. <laughs> like you ended I mean, in the worst way possible. Like I just told you that I got off heroin. Basically, before we you like, you go in, I saw half of this movie. Oh, yeah. I actually went to see this movie in the um, when I first moved here in that theater in Queens, that indie theater in Forest Hills, and I had to leave. It was like an emergency or something. But I remember liking it in 30 minutes in. Yeah. 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 Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect because I remember when it came out that it was, uh, I think it was banned in Paris because it was right after that uh, that uh, Charlie Hebdo thing happened. And I believe they banned it in Paris because they thought it was sympathetic to a radical. Uh, Islami. Yeah. Radical Islam. But it's not that like that at all. Uh yeah, it, it follows several different stories and it kind of just, it's like an exploration of, uh, radicalism and like living, living under, uh, people with radical views. Um, it basically follows like three different stories, but the main story is, uh, this guy and his family that live, uh, like on the outskirts of, uh, the main town and they're pretty much free of, uh, free of a uh, rule by the, like uh the jihadist group i don't know exactly who they are i don't know like what group they belong to but they're kind of free of rule from them because they're kind of on the outskirts of the city but uh certain events transpire and uh they end up getting very involved in these people's lives but this movie's heavy i'm surprised you took the time to watch this movie yeah i feel like that's what you do when you're sick you're like yeah i didn't really have much else to do it is it is a really heavy movie and it's very unapologetic with the shit it shows too it's uh it's difficult at points because the way these people are living, they have like no freedom at all. They have no control. And it kind of shows how the people that are kind of, uh, over them, like the jihadist group, how they're over them and how much torture and like pain they can inflict on these people while still like keeping up this level of hypocrisy where they're doing everything that they're telling these people not to do. And that they're, they're like, killing these people for and um like there's this uh, there's there's like this rule that like no one in the town can smoke smoke cigarettes or anything but then <laughs> every time you see like the jihadist group they're like smoking cigarettes and shit like yo they're like looking at everyone else but, you can't do this yeah. <laughs> but, if, but if the people were to smoke they would get like beat like 50 times with like a fucking leather whip and there's a lot of things in that which I can't say that I understand why they thought that it was sympathetic to uh, radicalism, but I think that this movie definitely, I don't know, it puts it into perspective a bit more and it kind of, kind of explains it because these people are human. They're not like crazy murderers. They're just humans that have, they're just shitty humans, basically. They're not like... I a, mean, look at the Nazis. Yeah. Um, they're just humans that are 
they've gotten too much power basically and they um yeah. just exercising their will over these people and they don't really have anybody to check them so it just snowballs out of control and i think it brings it down to a level that i don't know you can kind of share with the rest of the world without knowing the politics of the land and shit like that um it was a really good movie though and i'd recommend seeing it i recommend anyone watching it um, cool what do you got a score oh shit <laughs> You like panic for a second there. I didn't even, yeah. Oh, I didn't shit. even consider that to be honest. That's why you need letterbox? Yeah, probably. I should <laughs> start. Uh, Wouldn't help me because I don't rate them until after. So mm. it's, it's like between like a three and a half and a four for me. Okay, I'll finish it. Where'd you see this uh, piece? Um, Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. All right, I guess uh, I'll just finish up with a quick movie right now. So I did watch uh, some stuff this week. Let's take a look here. Um, what did I watch? So I watched Okja. Gave that a two and a half. I watched a so film called... Watch it again, goddammit. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I also watched XX. It's a, it's a horror anthology directed by all, all female directors. I want to hear that one. Um, I liked it a lot, actually. Actually, I take that back. I didn't like it that much. (laughs) 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 Completely two different. (laughs) I was fucking you. No, I didn't like it. I loved it. No, I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) I just decided. No, but I didn't like it that much. Um, it's see, it's very hard for me to rate anthology horror movies. Oh, I've okay. I've seen the trailer for this. Now, this movie was uh advertising and trying to get people to you know stream it on every service. And trying to make a big name for itself because it's one of the first um, films or anthology to be directed by all women. And um, uh, the, what I was trying to say is it's hard for me to, to score a anthology movie because I might like one, like the first piece, then the second one might suck, and the third one might suck, and then the last one might be amazing. That's why it was difficult for me to talk about holidays on the last yeah. one. Cause, so it's always yeah. strange. But uh, I did like the first two uh, films in this in this movie. But besides that, um, so that gives it a solid three out of five. Yeah, I give it a two. <laughs> I give it a two out of five. Uh, even so, I feel like that score is not a real. Were they score. actually uh, scary? No, I say I would say um, they're more thrillers than horrors. There's there is one. There the third one's actually a body horror movie. The first one is also kind of body horror. The fir- the first story deals with um, basically this little boy who gets um. He gets cursed to not feel or to be hungry ever, and he doesn't eat. And eventually, over time, he just gets skinny and skinny. And he's able to pass the curse along to his family members as well. He he first passes to his dad. His dad passes to the mom, and eventually they just die and fade away. It sounds um, like a thinner. It does sound like thinner. Just wait, just wait. It sounds like a good diet. So he just never gets hungry, but doesn't he still just eat? No, he doesn't. Eat. He can't. He doesn't have an appetite. Nothing. He like he. Food. Oh, he, okay. Yeah, it's almost. Have you seen Thinner? Stephen King's Thinner. No, it's similar to that. Um, the second one was a like a kind like a alien horror film. The third one is a I can't remember. But um, all of the films are pieced together by um claymation, which was kind of cool. Um, besides that, I only really like the first two stories. So I wouldn't really recommend it to you guys. Maybe you should check it out, Harvey. You might be into yeah. it. 
He just yeah, said he quit. Why would you give an addict more? I'm just, just like, oh, well, by the way. I said I'm going to take a break from on the podcast. I'm not going to talk about him on the podcast. Oh, okay. He's like, you know, I'm still doing it on the yeah, free time. I'm still going to indulge. I also watched... Brave Man. What else did I watch here? I watched Carnage. It's actually one of the only Polanski movies that he made in the last 20 years that I hadn't seen. This movie came out in 2011. Um, I liked it quite a bit. I gave it a three and a half. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Things to Come. <laughs> now, Things to Come, I've been looking forward for this movie for like a year now. This movie is directed by me and Hanson Love. She also did uh, Eden, which I've been trying to tell you to watch, Steve. Do you recall? Yep, I know what you're talking about. So Eden was a film about the rise of a DJ from the early 90s, from the the early stage of like Daft Punk until modern day. And I really like that film a lot. And she did this movie uh, right after, like pretty much like months after she was done making that film. And this movie, it's it's very much different from the from Eden, but it but it also ins- it's inspired by her mother, whereas Eden was inspired by her brother. And Eden, oh sorry, Things to Come is about a a I would say a middle aged woman whose whose life is in crumbles. She basically she's on the verge of getting fired from her job as a as a publisher. She's going through a divorce, and her fa- her kids are going off into their own lives. So she's finally have freedom that she's never had in her life before, and she's she's basically leaning on her one of her past students because she's also a prof- like a, a philosophy professor, and she kind of has this weird relationship with uh with the student, like almost They're like sexual. No, I wouldn't say sexual, but like the one that got away but you can't really be with that person because of the timing and mm-hmm. it's it's constant in her life and the story takes place over like 10 years i believe or six something like that what i really liked about this movie is that the dialogue is very consistent it's always moving there isn't a, mo- a moment in this movie where you're ver- you're you're uh still, like steady on the character and you have like moments to very like summarize what's going on that really only comes at the very end of the film i would say um but yeah, I really like this movie. Cinematography is great. They do a lot of uh, a lot of scenes in the mountains of her like hanging out in a cabin with the student. Um, what did I rate this movie? I gave this movie a four out of five. I think you would like it, Steve. I'll check it out. out. It's uh, it's, it's called Things to Come. It's weird though. The French title is La Avenir, which is only one word. Mm-hmm. So how's that fucking one word? Things to Come. Gotcha. I'll check it out. Yeah. But uh, what else did I watch here? I also watched a B horror movie. It's <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about. It, I just give you the name. You guys might know it. It's called Digging Up the Morrow, and it's an Adam Green film. We, I think we've all seen some Adam Green movies. Have you seen like any of the Hatchet movies? Yeah. He also did Frozen. I think we all watched at one point of our life. Yeah. Oh, Frozen! Yeah. so bad. <laughs> there's only one Frozen. Yeah. Just kidding. No, there's actually a couple of movies. I know. Yeah. But uh, Digging so, Up Tomorrow, I, I gave that a uh, two out of two out of five. What else did I watch? I just I don't know. You knew it was gonna be a two out of five when you quit. First of all, don't ever assume that when looking at this poster. Ah, uh, that looks like a one out of five poster. It depends, man. Some some B horror movies are really good. I don't think I've ever heard you get blown away by one. Yeah, it's not about being blown away. It's about embracing the culture of what they're trying to do. It's a genre in itself. Yeah, it's embracing the culture, I guess. It's not a culture I have any interest in. Yeah. Right. I guess that's it's like sneakers. Like people who collect sneakers go to sneaker con. I'm like, I really don't fucking this, care. Just wait. There's a sneaker no, con. No, that doesn't matter. Yes. this is in the realm of films, which we close. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, did, I talk, did I talk about chips? Oh, yeah, I talked about chips. You did. <laughs> I'll talk about it again. Don't you dare. <laughs> that <is> movie is. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to Baby Driver. Yeah, let's, let's talk Baby Driver. This one you say listen to the music all the time? Is he uh, mental? Mental meaning slow. Was he slow? No. He had an accident when he was a kid. Still has a hum in the drum. Plays music to drown it out. And that's what makes him the best. All right. Baby Driver. So Baby Driver is a film directed by Edgar Wright. And uh, basically it's about a young getaway driver who has a... What's the thing he has? Tinnitus? Yes. That uh, and so for him to drown on the tinnitus, he has to like constantly listen to music to help. I guess helps him focus. And uh, his boss is uh played by Kevin Spacey, and I guess the actor's name is Ansel Elgort. This is the first one I've seen him in, but I know he was big in Fault in Our Stars, right? Yeah. You, you haven't nice. watched the heart crushing picture? I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah. He was also really? in uh, the shitty series, the Divergent. Divergent. I was Divergent. about to call it Deviant. I haven't seen any of those movies. But yeah, essentially, that's what the movie is about without giving out too much. Uh, I guess, Steve, what do you think? Ooh, uh, so off the bat, um, I'm going to say this. Uh, I love the fact that we're getting... I love the fact that I was able to watch like something original. Hence, though, we all know the heist genre is not original, but... We've like we've mentioned before, we've been watching a lot of like sequels and reboots and franchises, fran- basically franchises, and it was just nice and refreshing to get something kind of completely different from what I first expected. When I watched the trailer, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into, and I'm gonna be honest, man, I really enjoyed what I watched. I really, I, I would say off the bat, like soundtrack was what I, I'm still listening to the soundtrack. Actually, I have it on Spotify and like listening to it. Uh. I do like the action set pieces that we got, especially with the chase sequences. It just, I don't know what it is because I've seen car chase sequences and sometimes they get a little bit boring and I'm like, okay, we've seen this is like the fifth one of the movie, you know, especially when we get like Fast and Furious and things like that. But with this, I guess because the soundtrack was so well, like well implemented into the story and like everything that was happening, I was like super engaged. Um, yeah, overall, I, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I really love Baby Driver. Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Good. I don't know. Yeah. How, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm hmm. kind of curious. Did you? Hmm. Harvey, you go next. Switch it up a little bit. Uh, what the fuck. Okay. Uh, Scary. Yeah, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into because it's Edgar Wright. So I figured there was minimal chance that I could hate this movie. And, yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. The action is very different. This is kind of like the nega Fast and Furious or like the anti-Fast and Furious. It's uh, similar in that it involves a lot of cars and fast driving and ridiculous things. Ridiculous action. There's some ridiculous things he does with the cars. I'm saying, I don't think it involves a lot of cars that that much. Uh, I mean, mean, a lot of like the sequences. The the basis for the movie is... uh, pretty much the same thing it's just uh just a lot of fast driving but um this one takes a very different approach and it um it shows you a very unique character with a different story that was um i don't know it managed to uh i managed to 
not not necessarily identify with it, but I could uh, feel for the character, which is a rare thing. I think we're the second person who told me that. Um, One of our friend Rache messaged me today, and he said he identifies with the character a little bit. You can all identify. I didn't necessarily identify with the character, but I I felt for the character, which isn't something I could do with with like a Fast and Furious movie or another, like a chase movie. Uh, He was a very I don't know, like the origins of his character were almost kind of comical in a way because it's it's kind of a I don't know. It's kind of like a comic, comic book, uh, yeah, uh, childhood or upbringing. But, um, yeah, he was still like kind of an endearing character and, uh, the situation that he was in, it was, uh, yeah, it was easy to feel for his character. And, um, yeah, I liked the, I liked the action. The action was really great and the comedy was there. So it was just a very good mixture of, uh, how great was the tequila scene in the warehouse? I really like I'm that. Trying to a lot. think of what you're talking about. When they're all, when, I don't want to spoil anything, but they're in the warehouse and the song, and that's oh, yeah, the yeah, best yeah, cover yeah. picture. That's, a great, that's like, a great fucking thing. Because, like, it's just that they always point out, hey, what do you listen to right now? Yeah. And then it becomes, like, the song for the scene. And, like, that one was so blame and so great because Holloway yeah. Jamie Foxx introduced it and Holloway, like, like ends it. It was, like, great. Yeah. yeah that was a good I song. haven't seen, uh, yeah. I haven't seen a soundtrack uh, fit so well with the movie in a while, probably since like uh, first Guardians. But this soundtrack with the uh, the visuals is just fucking perfect, and they definitely do a great job of integrating it, even in the, like the o- opening sequence. It, it uh, yeah, really you, brings you into yeah. that world. You like, it's like, oh, this is what I'm watching now. Yeah, it's a it's a really good combination. Mm-hmm. Tom, I um, I feel like you got a lot. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everything you guys just said is pretty pretty accurate i'm in i'm caught in this weird middle where where i'm not like an edgar wright hater so i know when he makes a movie that it, chances are it's it's it probably won't be horseshit <laughs> however i don't like i don't think all his movies are you're not a fanboy pieces yeah, yeah. Of, of the cornetto trilogy and stuff As scott pilgrim's great but um yes it is it's uh no it's not great Harkins you know, that's like I mean, I don't believe that. I don't believe he's made a bad movie yet, but uh, I that's think, why I don't think he's made a bad movie. But his movies aren't exactly like fucking home runs for me. I think Scott Pilgrim would be his worst movie, in my opinion. I enjoyed Scott Pilgrim. Um, as as far as like, yeah, that's why. But I also liked Oakja for a lot of weird reasons too. So I'm like, you know, I'm weird. Um, Baby Driver, uh, I thought it was very good. I don't know how you listen to the soundtrack though, because to me. I can't listen to like different genres of music back and forth. I usually stick to one. Yeah, it just reminds me of just like yeah, yeah, that's just, it. Weird. Yeah. Just reminds me of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it all fits pretty well, and um, I I do think there's a little I don't know maybe there's too much hype around this film, um, and that always excuse expectations, I suppose. But I think this movie has a kind of slumpy middle act. Uh, like I think it runs out of steam, and like you're waiting for like the the great filmmaking to come back for a, for a little bit too long. And I think that's where I, I kind of there is a bit of a lull. Yeah, in the middle. I would I, agree. And, I, I, and I'm trying like it's very hard to even recall what ties the first and third act together story wise. I feel I feel like there's like a lot of things kind of written in probably near the end for kind of convenience sake. Yeah, uh, I don't want to spoil anything again, but it's just like there's certain things you're like. I feel like this movie's just kind of like tied together with a lot of these great scenes and actions and music yeah. and just like, and 
again, it's the, the story is so typical. It's a typical heist movie. There's betrayal. There's gunfights. There's act, like it's just it's so yeah, it's obvious, typical. Um, but it's just implemented for me at least so well. Like a lot of the yeah, things. I just think um, yeah, I guess the tying together didn't really happen there for me. And like um, like I feel like uh, him and him and the girl. I don't know. I didn't feel much there. I feel like they they glossed over that to, to squeeze in other plot points. Um, yeah, and I guess that's fine. And and really, this movie doesn't it it doesn't take you on. People are saying this is the the most fun they've had in a theater in five years, and I'm just not seeing it. And, and you're like, what about Kingsman though? Yeah, you're exactly. Like, oh, Kingsman's <laughs> fucking oh, way more fun. Way the more park, fun. The oh, scenes were uh, better in Kingsman than it was in I mean, there. I don't know if that's a spoiler for my ending review, but um, Kingsman, far better movie. Oh, by the way, we banned Kingsman from the podcast, too. Oh, you can't just ban these movies. It's not, not logical. Uh, yeah, Kingsman is more fun. Um, because um, th- this movie does a lot of great things well. Um, the first chase to me is the only one that I really had fun in, to be honest with you. Really? I gotta be honest with you, I didn't have that much fun in like I think the music cues, the song and like the just the the kind of like adrenaline in the first one. I don't think it was the same for for the remaining scenes. And, and this movie is kinda of like drive in a sense. It's not built around car chases. I mean, there's a lot of similarities between this and drive, but you know, it's not you know there's a, a guy who wants out yeah. and a girl and you, know, you can't really get out without this one last. I, I would agree. This movie is not about car chases, but we do get like we don't get that many though. We don't get that many. It's like ten, twenty percent of the film. We, we we get, but we also get these great like like chase sequences. We get these gunfights, which are really really like. Again, it's just like these little touches where I'm like, like I don't know. I just made me enjoy it. Like I don't want to spoil anything because I want to. Yeah. I feel like people should. I, watch I wanted it. to the the middle of the movie like. Like some of the shit was so great. Like that warehouse scene was great. The there's a foot chase to, at like very very end area, yeah, of, of the film that's really great. Mm-hmm. And um, and then also the first car chase is great. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I was I was waiting a long time for more of that, and sadly, I don't think I got it. Um, and like I said, Edgar Wright, I think he knows what he's doing. I, I like that. Did you guys get a disclaimer? For your movie from him? Or is it just AMC? Probably AMC. What, what was the disclaimer? Edgar Wright came on after all the trailers were done showing. Um, he was like, hey, I just want to invite you or give a big thank you to all you guys. Not a disclaimer, but you know. Hmm. Um, and, uh, I didn't get that. Yeah, and he's like, uh, I, I want to thank you for getting off your couch and seeing it on the big screen the way that it was intended. And he was pretty much saying, like, I appreciate it so much. Pretty much saying, like, People just watch it at home now, and I'm, I'm super grateful that you came out and saw it in the theater. Um, that was pretty pretty cool. I like where where's where's hearts out there. Um, and yeah, I think Edgar Wright is good at what he does. Um, the movie's not exactly a home run. I mean, it's like 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and like, oh, is it really? Yeah, wow. and it's like I didn't know uh, that. sort of. And it, yeah. I mean, it's I guess that's because. 
I, I it's want, solid. It's solid, but it's not a, a great movie to me. I, a I solid want, movie. I want Sean to uh, to go, but real quick before Mostly I forget, done. I do, definitely do want to get back to what you said about having the most fun I've had in five years. Uh, Sean, you can go, but I what definitely want to keep What is the most fun it. you've had in five years? Is it American Honey? It's not. I mean, it was in a Why? theater, but that's not a fun movie. Why? I feel like you might not have had fun. I did have fun, yeah, but I was at home. Um <laughs> But He's I, sitting there just smiling. King, Kingsman. Great. I don't have to go. I mean, Mad Max and Kingsman are up there, but I don't know. Mad right. Max is will always be there. Mad Max <laughs> is the greatest action movie of the 21st century. Yeah, I don't care. I, 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 would, would, I would definitely. I'll fight someone to I fucking would, argue that point. Yeah, it's kind of a close race between that and Kingsman. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> go, go ahead, Joe. Um, now I am a fan of Edgar Wright. Um, this movie was a lot of fun, but uh, I just want to start off by saying this movie is no Shaun of the Dead in terms of being consistently uh, fun. And I, for some reason, I really did like the character of Baby. I, I feel like he's more of like a, he plays a good like early 70s hero, like with his accent, yeah. his demeanor. Very, his, very uh, soft-spoken and he barely says a thing. Yeah, like and his just... like transition from what we're introduced as and where he ends up in the ending. I like his character a lot. Um, overall, I really did like the movie. Like I said, it's fun. It's flashy. The uh, all the characters, all the supporting characters, each were just as fun as the main. I really like Kevin Spacey in this role. His character goes in a different direction that I did not see coming, but mm-hmm. I also didn't think it was a uh, you know, it was written badly, in my opinion. My girlfriend felt otherwise. His uh, transition in the end. I would have to agree with uh, M. Right. In this case. Okay. Yeah. But uh. Like I said, I, I think the movie's fun. The Edgar Wright knows how to shoot these type of uh, cartoony comedies. Um, the car chases I wasn't crazy about. The first one was cool, but the thing is, Baby's supposed to be like a really great like getaway driver, but we don't get a lot of scenes of him doing like cool things in the car besides him driving fast and like evading police. There's in the first scene, there's a there's a shot of him like doing like kind of like this drift around the truck, but they like cut away in the middle of that shot. We don't even get a good overview of it. I thought the movie would have showcased Actually, more of that stuff. Just real quick, um, almost the the trailer has almost the all of the the first chase scene in it. Right, and besides that one that uh that scene of him like drifting around the truck, I was there wasn't more of that stuff where we're let's believe that he's like great at this stuff. He's really good at driving fast and running away and not getting caught. And um, just out of curiosity, the first car, what is that car? It's a Subaru WRX. How much is that car worth? Um, Forty grand, probably. Probably uh, between thirty and forty grand or something. The thing is, they've been destroying a lot of these cars, and how much money are they walking away with? Like they can lose like forty to fifty grand. Well, they're stolen. Yeah, they're all stolen. Even the first one. All of them are stolen. That was his thing. He stole cars. That's what he's told him. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna need you." Like, why don't they keep the cars? It's because they're liability. It's a liability. I mean, like, change it, like. Forty thousand dollars. It's way too much. They're that's, making around like worth it. If you know. think about I really it, like the first car. If we go on the assumption that yeah. the first robbery, they all made almost over two hundred thousand dollars each. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just made sense. I'm like, fuck it, just take so, the loss. Is Who that cares? A spoiler. If we say that, like that car that's throughout the entire trailer, last ten minutes. I mean, was it a Mitsubishi Subaru? Subaru. It's, it's a heist ours. movie. I mean, people are already going yeah. the assumption they're going to be That's the same, same thing cars. happened with Drive. They showed like yeah. that that new Mustang when it first came out, and they, they implemented it into the film, and it was in the movie for like 10 minutes. Yeah, but uh, 
my main problems with the movie lies within the love story. Oh, for sure. Like, I think you guys all kind of agree that most of that stuff was brushed over, and it's kind of unrealistic of how she falls for him. They went on like a half of a date, and instantly she's ready to give up her life and run away forever. I like that about it. It's like, it's almost it's, whimsical. It it's like a fairy. That's, that's, that's what I like about it. It's, it's, you said he's like a 70s character, and I feel like this plays out like a, like a 70s fucking like crime thriller where there's no realistic way for the yeah. woman to have fallen in love with the dude I mean, that quickly. That I would be like that fun. About it. I would, I would like that too if it, if it carried out throughout the rest of the film. But I mean, I feel like that all gets put on the back burner. I feel like if the movie was a lot more serious and demanded a lot more, uh, it would not have been like, as enjoyable for me. Yeah. But this movie isn't, I don't feel it's, it doesn't want uh, like a real relationship or like right. actual development. And I feel like we're forgetting like the best line that was spoken throughout the whole movie with Jamie Foxx. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to say that. And Kevin Spacey where it's just like, where they're, they're kind of like, Jamie Foxx is calling baby out and he says something and then Kevin Spacey's like, I love my baby. And then Jamie Foxx is like, fuck your baby. <laughs> it was like the best Jamie, Jamie Foxx is actually my yeah. favorite character in this movie. In this movie, yeah, he's, he's at like a 10 in the entire movie. And yeah. he plays I mean, his that's, character that's perfectly. Not as funny as the turtle from The Beguiled, but. No, yeah, because the turtle from the guy was completely out of left field, and you're you know, like, you know, would have been hilarious if the character of Baby was played by Simon Pegg. Weird, <laughs> like that. I accent was, ex- I was waiting for Simon Pegg to make. I was cameo. waiting for Simon Pegg the entire movie. Yeah. I don't know uh, why. Theory: I'm pretty sure Nick Frost was in this movie. He was playing the the crazy old man that was saying the world's coming to an end. Oh, really? In the beginning hmm. scene, I'm hmm. pretty sure. I'm sitting. I'm like, someone has to make a cameo. And I don't know where this man's just like, it has no relevance to the movie. And he's just yelling out something about the world, like, coming to an end. And I think it was Nick Frost. I'd have to watch Really it quick, what's everyone's favorite Edgar Wright film? I'm just going to go and say uh, Shaun, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I think Shaun of the Dead yeah. is probably his best. It's between Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hot Fuzz is really, it's up there. I think. Hot Fuzz. I haven't seen, like, oh, the wor- World's End. At World's End. At World's End. World's End is great. That. I also haven't I like seen that. A lot. Um, All right, I would say this. I would say. Hot fuzz because I'll never stop laughing at that final scene of the movie where yeah. <laughs> he trips and he stabs himself. <laughs> yeah, that uh, but to me, I didn't get any of that humor in this movie. This movie wasn't. No. Just, this movie to me, it just it wasn't quite funny enough. For it's me a different style of humor, though. Yeah, well, I know that he's trying something different here, but like it wasn't. I mean, I laughed. Well, let's more also now. not forget that this is the movie that he took on after he bailed out of Ant Man. Uh, this, from what I read online, this movie was actually based on a music video he did for, I forgot the group or whatever it was, but, uh, it was the same plot in the music video that he's always wanted to shoot into a feature. Oh, really? I haven't seen the video. I should look it up afterwards. Interesting. This was fairly low budget too, which, um, let's see, which was, I was impressed with. I mean, low budget by Hollywood standards. It was made for 34, million pesos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for, I mean... For having like car chases and stuff, I think that's pretty low for. That's yeah, pretty good. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it was also shot in Atlanta, but what's not shot in Atlanta these days, right? I not a lot they, of movies. I'm gonna be honest. I don't with know. You. It's pretty cheap to shoot in Atlanta, so it's possible. Yeah, there's a lot of people been shooting in the South because yeah. of that New Orleans stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of films have like all of the Avengers stuff is shot in Atlanta. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that at all. Mm-hmm. Hey man, you gotta give them tax breaks. Yeah. Uh, what'd you guys uh, think of? Um, his name who john him 
Yeah, John Hamm. I like John Hamm. I like his I like. haircut in this movie. I yeah, know. I was going to mention his yeah, haircut. I mean, I, I want it. I'd like yeah. to have it. You like that haircut? <laughs> I was going to mention that to Tom because I know you really strive for that haircut. You know, yeah, that, that really, Brad Pitt. Chiseled white guy look. Yeah. If not the best, uh, best uh, plot uh, sequences in the movie of him like being this like almost like father figure. And what you ultimately learn about him through uh, the description of or from Jamie Foxx kind of threw a curveball at me. Um, and then his outcome in the end was kind of I like his cool. character. I looks like a lot of the things that were kind of so like it was all ambiguity. Like it's just you don't know who these people are. And at the end of the, I mean, I feel like it obviously it really didn't matter who they were. They're all fucking just shitty people. All of them were. And I even kind of like I, I, and I feel like it all made sense at the end of what I don't, you know, like what happens at the end. It all makes sense. Like you're like, okay, I understand why it ends this way. Like you get why because at the end of the day, they're all just all bad people. To be, to be honest with you, the ending also is a tonal shift in the sense of like realism. It kind of enters a new world of realism, whereas like before the movie it was more whimsical. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I don't know, there's some tonal shifts there, but, uh, yeah, um, I feel like I had something else to say about this, but I can't remember. You know, the the thing about this movie, com- in comparison to uh, his other movies, is that even being, like, a week removed from it, I feel like this movie is easily, easily forgettable, in my opinion. Like, in a year from now, I might forget about it. Oh, Whereas Shaun like- of the Dell is a, is a cult classic, in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I get it. But for me, I've I've been talking to a lot of people, and actually this goes back to what you you were saying something about having the most fun I had in a movie in a while. So for me, it's true, man. I've a lot of movies I've you been watching Kingsman? lately. Nah, not in theaters. That's where, that, that's where I fucked up. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I think it's <laughs> I think it's a mistake to compare this to Shaun of the Dead, though, because I mean, I'm comparing it in his body of work. No, I mean, I'm, I'm comparing it to just it's, fun movies. Yeah. I, I, I think honestly, it was definitely a very fun movie to watch in theaters. I think. Eh, it's definitely it was, a lot more. It fun was than a fun movie. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, you can't let that skew the expectations. Well, but, but that's <laughs> the thing, though. Like when you talk about the general yeah, audience, like they're they're right. given. They're. I don't want to say shit because not a lot of the movies are shit that are coming out. But think about what's they coming. Out. Fucking Transformers: The Last Night. So that's Transformers things. like five or six. And then we also get a whole bunch of just Marvel, you know, franchise movies that are building up to other movies. Like it's like when is the last time you just went to a movie, watch something from beginning to end, know that it is it and it was fun, enjoyable, original? I agree. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I think that's why people were saying it's the, the first most Sin fun. City. It's yeah, it's just like fuck, man, I can go to the movies and have fun. I don't have to think about like, oh, there's gonna be yeah, twenty I mean, of sequels. It's to it's this. pleasant and it's a fun movie, but like to me it's just, you know, everything kind of misses the mark for me the humor i didn't i didn't laugh that much um the action i mean it was not anything new i haven't seen before i mean it was it was decent the just like the the plot pivots where they you know where all the things change shout out to those um ipod video classics those are my shit yeah, yeah, that's a good, uh, good iPod. And I feel like we all can relate to that one kind of common theme is this, like having an iPod and having... Or having and, and, a perfect and you, song for any given I've moment. Yeah, having that perfect song for that moment. Pan them off. I can't relate to that. I can't. You, you don't have like sitting your shelf to your iPod, iPod like this, this no, is the moment I've I need to listen. I've never had an iPod, so no, I can't relate. Just like, what? You You've never Zoom? had an iPod? You have no. a Zune? Just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never had a Zune either. Just like, what have you been listening to music? What? 
What have you been using to listen to music? From 2005 From 2005 to 2010, what did you use? Yeah, like before phones. Oh. CD players. Yeah, what? I had CD players. That, um, this is wild to me because I've never heard someone you, say that. How did you fit in your pocket? He wore overalls. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you took a when you took a plane ride somewhere. Jinko jeans. In two thousand in two thousand seven. Well, Walkmans, you hold it in your head like this, yeah. like it's a suitcase. In two thousand eight or nine, what when you had to take an airplane? How did you listen to music? Two thousand eight or two thousand nine on my phone. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm a BlackBerry. No, oh yeah, Black- yeah I had a BlackBerry. Like one album on those could. things. Well, I didn't. Well, Pandora was out then. I, used I to had an eighty Pandora. gig, man. I had everything at my fingertips. What are you doing, man? This is wild to me. I was just, I've, I've, almost everyone I've met has had an iPod at one point. He's only had one album on that phone. It was Three Six Mafia, wasn't it? Yeah, Three Six Mafia. <laughs> uh, I I, ha- I <laughs> love <laughs> my. <laughs> I mean, that, all right. So this this movie's colorful. It, it goes down pretty smooth, except for that lump in the middle. It's hard to swallow. Um, she said. But I don't know. I feel like just, like even on Letterboxd, I know I talk about this a lot, but I do look at Letterboxd. I get triggered. And like just five stars from everyone. All these 19-year-old UCLA students on Letterboxd need to calm How down. How do you know they go to UCLA? I look at their profile. You're a <laughs> You can't you let search you go. them on Facebook? <laughs> no, they write it in their description because they're going to UCLA for film or something. I don't know. Oh, I'm a film expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been watching movies since before you were born, motherfucker. <laughs> I might have. I might have watched a movie before Probably. They were born. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a good movie. That's the that's my biggest problem with this movie. It it I want it to be worse or better. <laughs> it's 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 not an I can't rip it to shreds and I can't fucking um, like uh, recommend this amazing movie to people. It kind of just falls in okay. the middle there for me. It's so uh, it's a uh, so it's we reached a stalemate. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's a good movie. I probably won't watch it again though. I am curious to see what he's going to do now. I think he's going to get. I'll um, definitely watch it again too. You guys, I'll watch it again. Uh, I think he's going to get bigger releases from now on. He's going to get a bigger budget. Yeah, I think he uh, he sh- he's showed what he can do, and I hope he does do better. Right. Yeah. Guess we'll see. What? You, what he's done. He's done great. Yeah. No, I know, but like as I, far I, as I've been a huge fan of him since. Uh, yeah, but he's always been. This movie's different in the sense that it almost feels like more of like a high budget action movie compared to his, his last films. Mm-hmm. Whereas they're more like quirky and I feel like uh, At World's End was a higher budget than this. Probably was. Giant set pieces. uh, Probably was, but I'm saying like this movie is that typical like heist blockbuster. I see what you're saying. Have you guys all seen Spaced? No. Space is one of my favorite British TV shows of all time. It's one of the best ever. Yes. I've seen a couple episodes. Simon Pegg. Um, I guess it's time to drop some scores. Steve, you go first. You really Four to five. Oh, cool, cool, cool. I want to go last. Harvey? Uh, I'm having trouble giving concrete scores today. I, it's, it's about like a three and a half, four for me. I'd say cool. three and a half. I'm going to give it a solid stamp of a three and a half. Nothing less, nothing more. Mm, no. This puts me in a, a pickle. Just give it the one star you want to give it. 
The one star? Yeah, I have a feeling uh, you give it a one. I don't know, Just to man. be controversial. You just said it wasn't a bad movie. So no, it's, it's not a bad below movie. below a two and a half. You're, you're getting kicked out. <laughs> no, it's... Um, I, I think Your I Your originally... reviews have tonal shifts. <laughs> this movie is like three... Three for me, probably. Three and a half. Maybe 3.25. Okay. It's... I don't know. I can't... What's the middle of the road I can't film for you? Boast this film. I can't boast about it to people like I can American Honey. Um, no, I'm just we really can't talk I'm not, about I'm that. I'm not movie. making that comparison, but uh, like simple movies, like little movies like this, little heist movies and stuff. Like they usually need to do like something like crazy, refreshing, and this is refreshing in terms of like the shit we've been watching. But as a standalone film, it's like. Mm-hmm. It has good I scenes. I feel and like, it has did you guys notice that this scenes. movie was shot and and um, framed like a musical? That's the thing, though. Yeah. This movie is like in itself, like it just all the musical cues play out as if it was. Yeah, like... I had more fun in Guardians, Volume Two, the one. second one. No uh, one. Uh, like you say, it's different. Mean, I don't, can't really argue that, but yeah, soundtrack. I don't, agree, I don't agree with the second for sure. The music? No, of course not. I already told you I was kind of upset at that film. Um, no, the first one I, I just I had more fun with the music cues and everything. This kind of does the same thing, and it it uh, I guess it does a good job. But hopefully, uh, we'll get uh Edgar Wright to direct Volume Three. <laughs> yeah, you know that's not happening, right? No, <laughs> he's done with comic comic book films. Good, they did him dirty. No, seriously, yeah, you don't need that shit. But uh, I guess we should move on here. Yeah, what's uh, what's up next, guys? You want to pick a movie? Oh yeah, we have to. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, the movie that's coming out this week—it's pretty big. Everyone knows it. Sure. Um. So it is the. Does the everyone new, know it? Yeah, everyone knows it. It is the new Spider-Man film, oh. Homecoming. Is that what's called? Yeah. Harvey's just like having a. He's like Now this is actually one of the recent comic movies I'm excited for. I think I'm getting sick again. <laughs> Um, what else is coming? Let's see here. A ghost story. Yeah, ghost story. So I'm gonna go see a ghost I story. See that. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Yeah, but I think we should watch Spider Man. Um, uh, I'm like, I did mention this is one of my anticipated films because I do like Spider Man a lot. But ever since uh, I don't know, man, the discovery, I've been kind of annoyed looking at Rooney Mara's face for some reason. Um, I think <laughs> I'll get over it. Um, I'm I'm going with with Spider Man though. I will see a ghost story because I love my boy. Uh, I love the case sexual harassing better of the Afflecks. I mean, that's really it, ought to be honest. Yeah, I mean, um, story. I, I think I'm going to go Spider Man because it's uh, a big release, and it looks like it has something. Potential? Yeah, I mean, after Wonder Woman, I mean, I'm ready for Marvel to remind me why they're better than DC. Oh, so Wonder Woman's on my list to watch for this week. Okay. So you guys will hear my thoughts on that on the next episode. Stoked. Yeah. But I guess we're all unanimously. <laughs> no, we're not, it's not unanimous. I'm voting for Ghost Story. I know. Oh, but, but I think it, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Oh, man. So I'm the decider. I mean, if, if I really want to watch Ghost really Story. Because, I mean, I'm going to watch it anyway. But I feel like I feel like, I feel feel like like we have to watch Spider-Man. So it's a split decision. No, it's not. It's a split this decision. Spider-Man. He just said Spider-Man. I didn't say Spider-Man. He did. So it's a split you said he. Oh, what are you talking about? It's a so democracy. You said he's going to go with Spider-Man. Yeah, so it's a split decision. I didn't. It's not a. It's unanimous. a split. A split decision. Tr- that Trump's president too. Yeah. 
Actually, that's even worse because it wasn't the majority. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, majority rule. The only thing so. with these fucking um, big name releases is that you might run into those line issues. Even when I went to see Baby Driver, it was a huge line. Really? I didn't see anyone. I saw the Wonsberg. Well, that's where you go wrong. You where hipsters hang out, and you also go no line. at bad times. Where'd you guys go see it? Saw the Williamsburg too. I'll go to AMC. Yeah. Went to Williamsburg. It was really? great. Yeah. What, what time did you guys go? I went uh twelve p.m. Uh, in the morning. I went at like seven, like noon. Um, yeah. I think me and my date saw it at um seven p.m. on a Friday. Well, since you're fucking what <laughs> seven p.m. on a Friday, you're wondering why there's lines. Well, it's strange, right? <laughs> But Your boy uh, didn't wait. I, in fact, I showed up late, and there was plenty of seats. It was the 11 a.m. AMC Kips Bay. Where, where is AMC? There's, there's tons the of them. They're all over the city. Oh, really? That's why I, I love it. Been, maybe I have. Dude, if you go at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., it's $8. To drink. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Day okay. off. Oh, I'm curious. How much did you pay for that Oakjaw ticket? 16 hmm. How much did you pay, Sean? 11 Netflix. I think? Wait, for Oakjaw? For oh, Oakjaw? for uh, $8 oh. a month, I believe. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> is it is Netflix still eight dollars a month? Seven ninety nine. No, it's, it's actually gone up. It's ten bucks now. No, I'm still paying seven ninety nine. Yeah, oh, check your bank statements. No, I did because uh, they were charging my credit. and I moved it over to my debit. All right, so Spider Man. Yeah, I guess Spider Man. It is. We're gonna watch Spider. How many is this? Like Spider Man's going on being rebooted more than Batman. Yeah, it's. I'm so fucking over it. I mean, God. let's just see what they do. I guess. Who's directing this one? Uh, John Watts. He also did Clown and Cop Car. That's right. We had a discussion about this on the last podcast. Yeah. Their, their yeah. And the one on film. Yeah, and it makes no fucking sense at all. How he goes from those two movies to well, a fucking huge. Yeah. Ass. Biggest superhero in the world. That makes no like sense. Like one of the biggest super. Remember that tweet he put out about, oh, yeah, it's really cool. He's perfect for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He can do backflips. Fucking nonsense. I mean, can you do a backflip? No, it's bullshit. Can't be Spider-Man. Yeah, but to be honest with you, with, with the Wonder Woman thing, like, the, oh, a female directed it, but, like, to be honest with you, empty vessel. Empty vessel. Would you want you to direct guess, it? Do you guys hear about what, what was happening? Would you want to direct it? I mean, for money, sure. Did but. you get? Did you guys hear what was happening with the a Star Wars story, the Han Solo one? I have yeah, yeah. they kicked the director. With the directors they got kicked kick off. They left the project. Did they leave? Yeah, they I left. heard they got kicked down and replaced them with. Uh, from what the Ron last Howard. thing I heard is that um, was Christopher Miller and and um yeah. something Lord. Yeah, Lord and Merle. Yeah, yeah, whatever their names are. They were supposed <laughs> to. Uh, they I heard they were actually shooting the project and they left because uh. They w- they didn't have a finished script and where they wanted to take the script the producers didn't like it. Yeah, apparently what I yeah what I heard is that they were filming and the things that they were getting back were like too comedic and not what right, they yeah. wanted the story to go and the hmm. producers were like hit the road yeah. and they brought in Ron Howard which is super weird like to bring in Ron Howard. I don't see. I don't. That's know. the fucking weirdest thing to do to like. That's like a weird director. It's so he's a good director, but for Star Wars, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's... But I feel like I'm more interested now. Like they're picking a director who you wouldn't expect his style to translate into a film like this. I don't know. I mean, we'll see when it comes out. What we got? It's coming out 2018, most likely. They're saying they're releasing know. one every I'll year. I'll be dead by then, anyways. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, you guys want to jump into the topic? Yeah. Has everybody uh, got their pick for a foreign film that they felt like the culture and people were represented in a way you felt yeah. like you've been there before? I got a great Damn, for you. Real quick. Um... I, I 
I think we've already d- decided on a our topic next week, but let's can we solidify that because I, I don't really like my pick for this week because I think of the lack of uh, time of research I did. I did my research Listen, as I was speaking five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah I don't like I, this excuse. I don't really like this. I, I, I'm more of a, I'm dumb, so I take a while <laughs> to do research. So I can't just like come up with shit. Right. I um, tend to watch more foreign films than I do. Uh, so he had a like, rec- catalog he was going through. He was like, oh. Yeah, I don't actually, oh. I feel like I don't watch a lot. I want to though, because America's really fucking dropping the ball. Um, I think the foreigners are going to, uh, Speaking of this, you ever read Rise about? Again. You ever read about like the French cinema wave and like the the big war they had between America and they were going over to France and smashing their cameras and shit? Oh, uh, you mean no? Oh, uh, what's his name? This really happened. It's crazy. Was it uh the big thing with Fellini? Is that who it is? I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of read something about it. But anyways, my pick not inspired. I mean, it is. It's fine, but you guys won't like it. So let me just—is it a J- Japan? Yeah, because I, <laughs> I forgot what country he was gonna pick. Well, I mean, you brought Is it up a Japanese movie or what? Yeah, you okay. brought up a great one though. While we came up with this topic, but I don't want to pick it. What was it? It was one with Gale. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what's your pick? Am I going first? Go Just first, get yeah. out of the way. Get out of the like way. Seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've talked about it before. It's vibrator. Really? Vibrant. I knew it. Oh, man. I'm curious how that really explores a culture in a way that you felt like you've lived there before. Well, I, w- I got the impression that it was more so like the, the people and the, the setting. Yeah, it, take it for what you want. Not so much like the culture. Right. Um, so I went with that pick. This, so when you see Japan on, on, in movies, you often see uh, Japanese people. Feudal, feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. You see futuristic Japan. You see Tokyo, you see how, like, you know. Tokyo Drift. You see these, like, extremely highlighted aspects of their culture. and um, The Last Samurai. And and to be honest with you, if you ever go to another country, like, if you go to Paris, and you've never been to Paris, and you're like, oh, shit, I've seen the, the Eiffel Tower in movies, and I've seen, you know, all these, like, things about Paris, but, like, if you wander outside of there and just kind of observe people going to work and people... What their fucking gas stations look like, you know, shit like that. You actually start to feel the country more, and I think that's how you really get to know a place by looking at their gas stations. Okay. Um, and vibrator kind of eat it at their Denny's. Yeah. Uh, we ate it at Denny's in Japan, didn't we? Yeah, their their version. No, we went to a Jonathan's. Sammy Jonathan's. Yeah. Oh man, the um, fuck is a Jonathan's? They have Denny's there though. We went. We had little Where baby was- pancakes. Oh yeah. Um, we had like a uh, fish for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. We got a whole fish. It's good shit. Um, so I don't. I know I've been to Japan. I'm a Japan fanboy, but I think this this pick still applies. Um, so basically, you're taking a drive through, not rural Japan, but just like suburban slash rural Japan, and you're seeing like you it it's opens in a Japanese convenience store, so you're already like seeing what that's like. Um, and they and they go to all these places. They stop at little breakfast spots. They they stay in a hotel and they like drive on the roads. And you see like the sides. You know when you're on the side of the road and you just hear all the, it just like looks like a countryside. You know you like hear the cars passing by. It's not the Japan you ever see in, on film. You see feudal Japan. You see Tokyo. Right. Um. And uh, I know there's other indie films out there, but. Uh, 
I, I've yet to see one that's quite like this in the sense that it really just captures. Yeah, like there's like tracking overhead shots. I don't know how they got them with such a small budget. You remember that, Harvey? What's up? Wasn't that the first <laughs> loss? Weren't they like um, weren't they like flying a helicopter over the the semi truck in the movie? Wasn't there like there's there was like drone shots almost in that movie? Drone shots? I don't remember that at all. Weren't they like flying over it while it was on the highway? Like I was like, how the do they get? As it I just assume this budget for this film was like a hundred bucks. So I don't know how. Probably some guy on a hang glider. <laughs> Panasonic camera. They tied it to the truck and they just like comped right. out. It looks like those parachutes they tie back of boats in Miami to give people a ride. Yeah, and they comp out the line. Um, yeah, I don't know how they did that, but that's something I remember for some reason. Um, and you just see like, um, you see, they, they like meet with like locals and like this like weird breakfast place and stuff. And you just see what it's like. This is fucking, well. You know, this mm-hmm. is what in industry and fucking, you know, the now, economy looks like. You like this movie, right? I love this movie. Yeah, so you'd recommend it to people? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I made Harvey watch it. <laughs> I know. I'm messing with you. All right. That's, uh, that's, that's my a pick. Very I long... tried to come up with a backup, and motor, Motorcycle Diaries was definitely high on the list of right. just engulfing you in that in a setting, but yeah. Okay. All right, Steve, you got a pick for me? Yep. Okay. So, my pick, and I think this is like a great example of a, a film that's able to capture, you know, the culture and the people, um, is The Spanish Department. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's basically nope. about a, a French student who goes over to Spain, Barcelona to be exact, and he lives in this apartment with like other Part European. One of my favorite uh, trilogies. Yeah, and uh, he basically lives. What is it like a semester or so in this like in yeah. Barcelona with other like European a, students? I think he's a, a literature major. Yeah. yeah, and he and the great thing about this movie is that you're a fish out of water. You you don't know, and 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 you kind of see it through his eyes, like learning the language, learning their customs, learning how you know who these people are that he's living with now, and you see him evolve throughout the whole film and throughout his semester in this country. And I think this is a perfect like example of this where he, he doesn't know much. You get introduced, you get to know these people, the place and everything about this culture. And also it has a like really interesting commentary on like, uh, the differences from, uh, from like Spanish dialect, you know, because certain Spanish don't speak the ones like the, not the Spanish that we typically know it as, you know, and you see the kind of like growing differences and things like that. And by the end of the film, you, 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 when obviously he doesn't stay there near the end of the film and you kind of like have this like missing it. Like he, he kind of like slowly is like, Oh man, I, he's like, I'm leaving now. And you kind of like, damn, I really kind of want this movie to keep going. I want to see these characters keep going. It's actually like, I would say I could see this as a TV show. It sounds really weird. But how the way they just kind of evolve and like the things they get into, it, it kind of reminiscent to what like a you know '90s TV show would be, and uh, I think it's a perfect example of mm. like you know what's it like to be young abroad, but also not just like just let's say you stay there for like a week, like he's living there, eating there, like he's wrapped and enveloped in the culture, and like slowly starts to learn what it is. 
So it's like a Spanish Tokyo Drift? Yeah, I would say it's exactly like a Spanish Tokyo Drift. <laughs> um, what year is this, this film made? Yeah. 2002, I think. Oh, two. Really? Oh, Something man. like that, yeah. And then, uh, they made the next one, Russian Dolls. And then they did uh, my favorite, Chinese Puzzle. I haven't seen Chinese Puzzle. That one's great. That one came like three years ago. And that one takes place in New York, whereas uh, Russian Dolls takes place in... Um, 2002. Yeah. Spanish Department. I love that trilogy. No, but um, yeah, I think it just gives a really great look into like what this culture is, who these people are from like a fish out of water, just like yourself. You know, you're learning exactly what he's learning throughout his experiences. So that's my pick. Nice. Word. All right, Harvey, you want to go? Do you want to go? Um, sure. <laughs> um, so my pick is actually a French film as well. And I'm going to go with uh, one of my favorite movies when I was in high school. Um, Amelie. Okay. <laughs> I, I knew it. Even a big Amelie. Really? Could, Amelie. Dude, you know what's funny? I've this has been a, <laughs> what? What's so funny? I'm fucking something. I get it. Amelie. <laughs> I um. I this has been on my Netflix list for ten years. Really? And uh, I've been dying to see it. It's just not that bad. I my, like this movie a lot. Um, I've only seen it a handful of times. Um. It's a very mundane story about a girl who's just navigating through her her uh like this like new sense of freedom that she's accomplished from a weird childhood that she's had and it's uh it's told in a very fantasy driven um world that she's created by meeting all these people and what the reason I picked this is because uh you really do get a sense of where her life and her, the way she um perceive the places that she visits because uh this play this movie is actually shot in 80 uh par- um 80 french cities in locations actual locations which is uh you get a you get a really good idea of like france of places that they sh- they shoot and uh all the people that you meet you get a you get a really good sense of each each culture where she's visiting the small plot points that that surrounds her uh perception and everything that uh she changes. She she changes everyone's lives basically that she meets, and the story is very cartoonish, whimsical. Almost reminds me a little bit of like uh, like uh, what you call it, um, Pan's Labyrinth in a way. But yeah, Emily's one of those movies. Uh, I, what's actually one of the first foreign movies I was in love with. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. You should definitely watch it. You might like this movie. Uh, no. I haven't My, seen it. Either. Actually, I had a bit of a teacher. Seen this, I thought you saw this. I wanted to, just never count around to it. It's so funny. This movie haunts me. Like, I had a teacher all throughout my bachelor's program, mm-hmm. and he he was like a Photoshop guy. But he's like, "Oh, you're the movie guy. You like making movies." And he's like, "You should watch Amelie." And uh, he just throughout the two years, like, "You see Amelie yet?" I'm like, "No, I haven't seen it yet." It's funny. Speaking of this, Steve uh, Audrey Tattoo, the main actress, she was actually the lead in uh, the Spanish Apartment trilogy. The girl. Oh, yeah, she is. I yeah. just realized that. She's mm. gorgeous. Man, I want to watch Amelie again. Yeah, I need to see it. Yeah. But I, I actually promised Tappy a movie this coming week, so maybe what, I won't. What is it? The Witch. Oh, okay. Why would you promise her? Like, promise allowing her to watch it? Or? Just like um, what movie you guys watching I believe this week? it was uh, if, she, if she watched... Um, there will be blood. Then I had to watch The Witch. And I was okay. like, that's fine. Because oh, your movie's two hours and 40 minutes. You're in for a treat, I feel though. like you might not like The Witch. Because it's a, it's, a, Could be. it's a period piece horror movie. Oh, yeah. Two of my least favorite things. We'll see. Oh, man. It's great. Yeah. You hope you better not lose, man. You're going to get another one. I'm just sad, Sean. I like Okja. It's all right, though. 
I'll get over it. Yeah. It's fine. It was funny. I wasn't that crazy about it. It wasn't my uh, most anticipated movie of the year. So I went into it just like, you know, yeah. like very, very middle of the road. But also you hate animals. So sorry. I don't hate animals. I mean, what the yeah, fuck is this like, animal? A dog like you, hippo? I feel like you go around kicking dogs. No, I don't. I've, you want I've to, grown though, right? to really appreciate and allow them in my life. I mean, I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking I'm so care, of, I'm taking of, care of your cat. So That was out of my control. All right, Harvey. But from what I read online, you're doing a good job. <laughs> All right, Harvey, you're up next. Um, I'm not exactly completely satisfied with my pick, but neither was I. I guess I'll make it work. Um, I'm gonna go with everything is illuminated. Everything is illuminated is uh, I think Liv Schreiber directed it, right? Yeah, that movie has a special place in my heart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, uh, a young Jewish American played by uh, Elijah Wood goes to Ukraine to find the woman that saved his uh, grandfather during during World War II. Um, this movie is very quirky in some ways, and it's somewhat surreal in some ways, which can uh, kind of obscure the background a bit. But I don't. I still think you get a pretty good uh, picture of uh, like the Eastern Bloc and. And uh, the location is like off the beaten path of like that country. Yeah, like it's a very small town, like a yeah. small culture, and people. So I, th- I think you still definitely get a good picture of uh, like Eastern Ukraine and the Eastern Bloc and uh, all of these uh, places that were, uh, yeah, like uh, battlegrounds during uh, World War Two and the people that still live there. It's um, it's especially easy to identify because you get it from the perspective of an American that goes uh, to Ukraine and you see how he is uh, experiencing culture shock and how they don't really understand him and how he, he doesn't understand them, not only like through their language, but uh, his actions are just really fucking strange to them and the things they do are even more strange to him. And that's uh, just a movie I've really enjoyed for like a long time. So when this topic came up, it kind of, I came to mind. You had no choice to pick this. Pretty much. Came up. I was trying to come up with something a bit more, uh, less predictable, I guess. Or no, I, I wouldn't predict that uh, at all. Well, yeah, I don't okay. think anybody predicts in anybody's. Well, I love that. Have you guys seen this movie? Nope. So sad. I haven't seen any yeah, of the movies. I have so. seen it. Yeah, yeah, I just don't remember it at all. That's love it. speaking of Elijah Wood. None of you fucks have watched. I don't feel at home in this world anymore, huh? No, but uh, I did watch a movie two years ago of his that was incredible. Elijah Wood? Yeah. Uh, just watch it. Okay. Damn I'll it. watch it. You know what's funny? That's movie, that movie's been coming up a lot of ta- top ten lists for the year. <laughs> so good. It's great. What movie? That's there? probably one of the mo- that's probably the most fun I've had all year. And really? Oakja. Okay. Oakja? And I don't feel at home in this world anymore. More fun than Baby Driver. I need to watch that's that. Fun. What? I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Okay. That's it's so, that's it's so I'm gonna watch fun. that this week. Great, I'd like that. All right, well, I, I think we're ready to, to play some some games and have fun. Right. So, if you've uh, been listening to the podcast up until this point, this is the game where we roll the dice, the 12-sided die. Uh, who rolls the highest number has to assign a movie, punishment or treat, to the person who rolled the lowest number. And uh, Tom's is going first because he lost like a loser last week. Loss like a loser. I don't actually take losses too hard because you guys 
treat right. me fairly it well. It just sucks to lose but, uh, in general. But keep that in mind. I don't want to be punished. So here goes my roll. Eight? Okay. Eight. Solid. That's, That's solid. not bad. That's solid. That is not bad. That's like... <laughs> that was pretty that's pretty that's that's pretty shitty five for steve we're going this way yo what we have to go first because he lost just roll the dice motherfucker. damn it you just went <laughs> try to dodge that bullet damn Ten. got him you're in the clear what'd you get steve a five yeah you gotta beat a five. Oh fuck <laughs> Poor Harvey. I, get, I feel bad every time he loses, even though I shouldn't. God damn it. <laughs> Harvey got a two. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. I'm tired of this game. Uh, New game next week. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure thing, buddy. Sean, what do you, uh, you got anything for Harvey? All right, so I know you're a, you're a pretty uh, big Derek Sion France um, fan. Yep. Have you seen The Light Between Oceans? No, I haven't. You should check it out. You might like it. Okay. Ooh, uh, Fastbender? Yeah, it's yeah. a movie he did after um Plays Between the Pines. So uh it's in the it's in the realm of the same style, the way he um Good pick. The way he shoots and writes um the transition of time. Um I was a big fan of it. It is a love story. Um it is kind of like a period piece as well, slightly. But it's okay. different though. Cool. Yeah, so check that out. Um so I guess that's it guys. Anything yeah. you guys want to bring up? It is 4th of July. What are you guys doing? I don't know. I might hit you guys up soon. Make money. Yeah. Soon, like get, in 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about it afterwards, but I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm kind of lost. What about you, Steve? You going to a BBQ? Yeah, I have to roll out. Yeah, what are you doing, Harvey? I don't know. I want some food, though. I Me feel too. like I've heard that so many times before from you. <laughs> That's all I ever want. <laughs> That's your only plan of action. But uh, you guys have anything else coming up during the week? No, no. Nah. It's a very short week. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I okay. say we uh, we we get going on our festivities, and uh, once again, check us out on the old Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't yeah. have any um, dating apps. We made. If you're yet, right? weird and don't use like a podcast app, that I would suggest SoundCloud to listen to us. What else is uh, some podcast apps that's big? Uh, Pocket Cast is the one I use. Yeah, uh, I it's use great. Cast Definitely well. check it out. It's weird. I've, I've always just used that, the Apple one. It's fucking garbage. Why? Uh, it's just fucking garbage. I What's like the fact that... that I've been using it for like four years. Listen, this one... All right, I'm not going to get into yeah, it. Yeah, well, we're not going to get into it. Yeah, we're not going to get into it. We're not going to bash the podcast app that we were mainly <laughs> They're all great. Whatever whatever you're listening to us on, it's great. Yeah. iTunes is the best, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, thanks again for listening. Topic suggestions always appreciated. Mm-hmm. And also, I like I feel like if you listen to this and if you ever feel triggered about one of our reviews, definitely let us know. I want to hear about it, like especially with like Wonder Woman. I, I want to know why people like it. You've been like replying it. to somebody on Facebook about um, King Kong. Yeah, and you tell him right off the bat we didn't like it, but check out our podcast. <laughs> well, something like that I read. I mean, is that should I not do that? No, that's not nothing wrong. With um, that. I, I didn't. Say, I, well, I said uh, I didn't say we didn't like. It. Well, maybe I did. You said um, me and my friends bashed it. I I I kind of. I didn't like it. I'll let you know right now. Yeah. Well, I wanted to know why he liked it. Um, he didn't really give Who me much that? of an answer. Um, friend Miguel, he's actually been a guest on a. Oh, okay. 
one of my old podcasts. Usually when guy. people are fans of movies that are generally disliked, they can't really come up with an explanation why they like it. They just say typical things. It was badass. I, yeah. I feel like badass is usually like a general word for like something they, they is like is like saying something was interesting. There's no real con- distinction. Like they can't tell you why it was interesting. They yeah. just say it's interesting. Um, Same thing. Like, it was badass. Why was it? Badass? Yeah, I don't know, but like something like that. If you if you feel differently, let us know. I always like hearing insight. If you've seen Ocho, like I actually probably going to talk more about Ocho with Sean about why he didn't like it off air. Not today, but I, I want to hear more. Okay. Um, but uh, next episode, look forward to Spider Man Homecoming. Spider Man Homecoming. We're back. Yeah. And those blockbusters taking yeah. our money. That's right. Take and, it, uh, please. We don't want it. Yeah. Thanks for. Uh, thanks for right, guys, catch you guys on the next one. In. See ya. Goodbye. We need a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs>